dedicated to HBO's Game of Thrones and George R. Martin's Song of Ice and Fire book series. You're listening to Podcast Winterfell. Hey, what's up, everybody out there? Fans of Podcast Winterfell, we're here to bring you the feedback episode. That's right. We've been coming through with a lot of episodes, and we just figured we'd cram one more in there because you guys just keep sending in great feedback. This is, uh, so I guess this will be our fifth podcast of the week. Uh, so Damn. Yeah. Oh, who's that voice out there? That sounds like Mr. Mike Hull. What's up, Mike? Five podcasts this week. Damn. Everybody's yeah. tired of hearing me. Keep talking. Nah, we loved it. We had a great interview this week. Mike uh, snagged April Rain. That was just a phenomenal interview. We had the deep dive. I hope you guys dug that. If you haven't listened yet, you should listen to that before this because that was just really, really, really good stuff. We missed Donald this week. Uh, hopefully, he'll be back with us next week. We had Axel and Heath dropping the knowledge at the beginning of the week and probably one of the best fan calling shows I've ever, well, definitely the best I've ever done, but we've had in a long time because it was, you know, even on this whole podcast, it's been great. Uh, a lot of people called up and then we had a lot of people sending feedback. So uh, that's why we're here. We're going to read some of the stuff, touch some of the topics people sent in. Uh, some of the feedback was lengthy. We, you know, we cut it down to some of the good topics and good points to talk about because like I said, I said, <clears throat> said before, Five pack, five podcasts this week. That you know, <laughs> a lot of knowledge dropped. So you know, kind of you don't want to beat the horse too much. Till it's I feel like gone. people so, are enjoying this season. Tim Hines, what do you think? Oh heck yeah! I mean, this it's delivering. It's delivering. It's right? it, you know, all the the feedback has been really high. Um, you know, like we got one from the new hurricane of feedback, Gina. She gave it an eight eight out of ten, eight point five out of ten, rather. 10 golden hands so you know everybody's right. got their little thing that they've you know fallen in love with certain characters and loving where they're going and liking the whole story progression so yeah it's been an overall great season uh we actually had a few new patreons uh patrons to our patreon page uh want to thank them first off samantha maxwell peter and derek derek galley's to you appreciate it uh yeah and uh it's been good Overall, you how, how do you feel about the show? You've been liking it this season. Yeah, uh, I mean, I go three one two as far as episode rankings. Um, not like Golden Hands, but you know, I, I liked episode three the best. Uh, episode one second, and episode three or episode two third so far this season. Um, as for reasons I've covered extensively here, uh, but I also. Yeah, I mean, okay, so here's a question of the day, right? We're recording on Friday. Not too long ago, uh, everybody figured it, found out that the episode had leaked. The upcoming episode from Sunday had leaked, right? So it's in the world now. Did you catch any spoilers today? Did you watch the episode? Did you avoid it uh, with everything you possibly could? What do you think about all this? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not going to watch it. Uh, I remember what happened to us when we, you know, tried to watch that awful early copy of one lost episode years back. And <laughs> it was like ridiculous. Uh, so hard to watch. And people are trying to to make, uh, you know, assumptions of, of who's who from like certain angles. And it's all fuzzed out. And like I heard this one's like terrible copy with like you know uh from some i don't even know if they someone said it, you know another country it's like all you know small from what i understand it is a proxy of the version that was sent to the distribution company in india right so like i'm in new york city so where the neighborhood that i'm in comcast is our only option actually it's uh called spectrum now um lipstick on a pig right new name uh but the so I am watching HBO, but I'm watching it on Comcast, right? So I don't know what the Comcast of India is, but whoever has the distribution deal for HBO. And from what I understand, they're the ones, uh, it was a proxy of, of the episode that was sent to them that was released. Um, this information may have changed now. This was just, you know, kind of coming out as it was happening. Apparently it was watermarked, which is a weird thing because... 
I don't know how that would happen exactly. H, I don't, HBO wouldn't send them a watermarked version for broadcast, right? They would send them a broadcast version. So does that mean that somebody within that company watermarked it? And what's the point of watermarking it? Because you watermark footage so people don't use it, right? But, like, nobody's using Game of Thrones. Everybody just wants to watch it. <laughs> maybe, right? so like, maybe for uh, Nobody's going to steal your dragon stock footage and pretend like they shot it, right? What about maybe for a screener for press? Maybe they weren't I, as doing far as so I well. Know, as far as I know, they are not. They are not sending out press screeners this year. Um, Alan Siepenwall has said that his reviews are being written, you know, Sunday night or Monday morning. And I mean, if anybody was going to get screeners, Alan Siepenwall would definitely be on the list. So I feel like if Siepenwall is not getting screeners, that's probably the policy this season. And, you know, right, they don't but, need to send out screeners, right? Like, do they really need to talk anybody into it at this point? Or, I don't know. Someone maybe just got a lot of money to get that out. But either way, I don't That's, know. Yep. I'm not watching it. I'm going to wait till Sunday. And I don't know. I just – I don't want to be spoiled. I've been avoiding things that anytime someone says, oh, the new a new episode, I'm like, just scroll through, like, right away, like, get it off the screen and – you know, I'm, I'm definitely not seeing any of that. Yeah, I saw a couple of comments that just basically said it was a good episode, but didn't, like, say any, you know, and it's like, well, that's like saying I had a good piece of apple pie. Like, it's pretty hard to make shitty apple pie, right? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, you saying it's a good episode, I didn't really feel like it was much of a surprise. But, um, but why not watch it? I mean, because this is the thing I'm trying to figure out. Like, I'm not going to watch it either, but why wouldn't I watch it? Like, I don't, the visuals... Of course I'm watching for the visuals, but I watch the shit more than once anyway, right? I usually watch it twice. Like, we usually, my wife and I, more often than not, finish the episode and then go, holy, and just start it again, <laughs> right? So why wouldn't I watch it now? What difference does it make? I mean, I don't understand why you're not watching it. Well, I don't understand, but I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me too. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, you're right. Like, I feel like, I don't know, like, I'm... I'm like cheating the 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 system of, of the community. Like I don't know. Like I feel like I'm doing something wrong. Like even though like I would watch a bootleg movie, this is like I feel like I'm I'm rushing it. Like I'm not watching it with everybody else. Like I got mad that time that 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 uh, Donald Donald watched like three episodes and he knew what was going on when they leaked a couple of years back. And I'm like, right. damn. And like he knows all this stuff. And I'm like, ah. Oh. I'm like. I'm like, I want to know. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, I didn't, I didn't get mad at Donald. I'm just like, I got mad. I'm like, I'm like, you know, like, damn, I want to know. I'm like, and, and then I'm thinking, is his theories getting altered because he knows? And, right. and, you know, it's just like, I don't know. I guess at this point, it doesn't really make a difference. Like if we recorded after watching it, it probably would have, you know, changed the way we talked right. and discussed these things tonight. So that's probably, I don't even watch the, you know, the trailer for the next week. Me either. I don't either. I don't watch trailers for. I don't. I don't watch like between season trailer. I don't watch any of that stuff. I read all the books, but I don't watch any of that stuff. And you know, this is tonight. Like I decided, okay, I'm not going to watch this new episode because I know you and I are going to do the feedback episode, right? And for exactly what you're saying, I don't want to be a step ahead when you and I are sitting here doing the feedback episode, right? Um, we did, I did the same thing when we were doing the book reader series with Matt and we were coming up to books uh, five and s four and five and we were doing them as a tandem read. Right. And I had time to read them before we did the podcast, but I specifically chose not to because everybody else on the book reader podcast had read books four and five. So I wanted to come into it blind you know, and be able to like make my predictions that they could all laugh at. <laughs> right. And it worked out really nice, you know, and I think actually what this shows us, what's really interesting about this, because there's no real ramifications for watching it. Right. But what does it mean? You and I both, I think would say, and I would imagine most people listening to this podcast, Axel says we have lots of new subscribers too. So hello, welcome new subscribers. We're super happy to have you. Obviously, uh, we're going to do lots of episode or lots of, uh, podcasts about every damn episode. And if you look back, um, former host, Matt did 300 plus episodes about all the books and all, there's an amazing amount of stuff. 
I suggest you go and check out if you want to catch some some really super duper Matt. You go and check out any of the ones labeled Clef Notes, um, where he because Matt's a professional musician and he talks about the music in the show. And I've never heard anybody else talk about the music the way he does. It was always really impressive. Um, anyway, what the hell was I talking about? Oh yeah, welcome to all the new subscribers. But you and I both, I think would would agree that this show is improved our experience of the show has improved dramatically by our participation in the fan community right twitter um the feedback we're going to read tonight the call-in show that you host you know the conversations we have with each other just the the group text message we have between all the different people involved uh in this thing is great and and makes the show so much better the same way it did with lost right so why am i not going to watch the episode because that's what my community is doing, and I'm kind of just going to rock with everybody. I think that's really where it's at, right? Because I don't like, I'm not worried about HBO getting mad at me or whatever. But if I come on here and I know it's going to happen and I just laugh at everybody, by the end of the podcast, you're going to be tired of it. Yeah. And it's just, it's kind of, you know, it even, you know, I, I agree. Like, everything you said is perfect. It's, it's even like, uh, like, you know, critics and, and people who review the movies and, and, uh, you know, all, all the, you know, different shows, they know they're judging usually after watching like half the season. So now when mm-hmm. the first episode comes out, they're giving you their review, but they know they've probably already watched six right. or seven episodes. So it, it's, it's, you know, even that slighted, it's so hard to be completely honest when you know, even if you try to tell yourself, all right, I'm just going to talk about this, you know, so there's no unknowing what you know, and right. everything you say is going to be based you know with some some kind of information it you know from what you learned already right well and that was an interesting experience for me too as i watched the first i think it was four seasons of the show without reading the books and then i read all the books between i think it was seasons four and five um so i had experienced the show as a nbr right a non-book reader where you hear the book readers talking about, you know, the doom of Valeria and shit, and you're like, what are you talking about? You know, I have no idea. And then I read all the books, and so season five is really the last time that we got stuff from the books. You know, by the end of season five, we had pushed past the books for most of the people's storylines, or we had seen, you know, storylines condensed and stuff like that. We had a good sense of what was going to carry from the books through the end, a better sense anyway, right? And so I've actually had both experiences now where I had the non-book reader experience, then I had the book reader experience, but now I'm having the same experience that everybody is having, which is the things that we know from the books that the television people don't know are, are basically pointless. You know, they're just for our own entertainment's sake at this point, because anything that hasn't been seen in the show is super speculative until the next couple books come out. So... I think that's part of it, too, you know, where I, I'm enjoying being back into that NBR position. And I'm actually, like, as much as I want to read the book, I think the fact that Winds of Winter isn't out is making watching the television show better, frankly. If I had read the book in 1995 and I knew that Ned was going to get his head cut off, you know what I mean? Like, you've seen all those videos people took who had who'd read the book and they knew what was happening in The Red Wedding. I'm glad I oh. didn't know The Red Wedding was coming. I'm glad yeah. I got to experience that with everybody. Absolutely. Same, same feeling goes with the episode, you know, like it just, mm-hmm. you know, it, it makes it better, you know, just the initial reaction, like, you know, that's really the initial reaction. If I watched it, you know, today and, and tomorrow morning, and then Axel said, Oh, you know, Heath can't make it. We want to do the initial reaction. <laughs> like, all right, I've watched it three times, but I'll give you my initial reaction on that. You know, like it just, it changes everything. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I think so. I think it's better to leave it alone. And, you know, besides, like, I mean, if it was six months, you know, Tarantino movie comes out six months before it's in the, I'm watching it, right? But come on, this shit is Sunday. You know what I mean? I'm going to wait. So, anyway, that's my take. Yeah, you got it, community. That's what's up. Mike Hall, loyal to you. Tim Hines, loyal to you. Podcast exactly. Winterfell, loyal to everybody. We're here for you exactly. guys. Exactly. I'm going to not watch it for the watch. Okay, you want to get into this? Uh, you want to get into this feedback? Yeah, we got we got a bunch of feedback. Uh, we got some emails. We got some tweets. I mean, it was a whole lot of tweets. Axel did a couple quick uh, 
well, one quick and you know one that's been up there for a while. Uh, polls. We got a couple things to get into. Uh, you want to take a shot at reading the hurricane, of, the new hurricane of feedback. <laughs> Gina, Gina's uh, email there, Mike. Yeah, uh, one of our patrons, Gina, the new hurricane of feedback, uh, who sends in lots and lots of incredible stuff. Um, we. Like Tim said, you know, we had to cut everybody down. We put out so much stuff at this point that, like, we're trying to keep this one fairly tight. You know, keep this feedback episode to an hour or so instead of uh, going long. So we've cut everybody down, uh, not because we don't love everything you say and want us to send everything, but, you know, um, just because we don't want to read it all, frankly. Okay, so let's get into <laughs> <laughs> no a lot of the um, stuff we, you know we've already talked about but <laughs> this is true this is that's a much better way of saying it tim hines <laughs> well you know some people don't get that new york wit and they're like oh my goodness he <laughs> doesn't like what we wrote no we love it all uh, that's true we just we've covered a lot of things at nauseum so the hurricane of feedback like you said gives it an eight and a half out of ten golden hands um, and she also pointed out that Jorah's Cured, which is the second thing checked off of her top ten wish list. So looks like she's uh, having good luck so far in her fantasy, what do you call it, fantasy Wait. Game of Thrones. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a fantasy football link. It's not working. All right, we'll move on. Uh, <laughs> she says she starts with, you know, nothing, Daenerys Stormborn. Oh, Danny, no, you are not the last Targaryen, but thanks for the Westeros history lesson. It's super amusing she's so arrogant about claiming a land she's never seen. Did anyone else feel like we were having a Veruca Salt, I want it all, I want it now moment from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? It must be hard for a woman used to using soldiers, dragons, and her beauty to get what she wants, to have a super brooder come along and bring her down a <laughs> peg or two. At least she was alert enough to pick up on the stab in the heart bit. I'm sure that will lead to him showing her his shirtless scars, and then someone will cue the Barry White. <laughs> we, yeah, we were having a conversation on Twitter uh, yesterday, I guess it was, about whether or not anybody, you know, about whether people thought she was going to sleep with, with Snow. And I basically said I thought they were too obsessed with everything they had to do and that I just couldn't imagine that Barry White moment. But that's an interesting point about, you know, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. What do you think? You'll never find a <laughs> dragon like mine. Someone to fly around with and spit fire on everybody. Dracarys. Um, I, I, you know, I, I said the other night, like, the way they looked at each other could be read so many ways. And like, I could see those two being so focused and still falling in love and like never even touching each other, except for like the kiss at the wedding. And like, all right, I'm going to go to the North. You go to the South. We'll just conquer this. Like just doing their thing because like they are super focused, but like they also have, you know, both that you could see they both had love and they know love. So right. it's going to be weird. Right. And then, another twist will come in when it's like, yo, hey, that's that's your aunt, you know? And and then he's like, oh, my God. And you see, like, the Ace Ventura when Finkel kissed Einhorn. He's like, like put, you know, <laughs> bah, 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 like pushing on his tongue. Because, like, it's, it's about to come up. But then there are also Targaryens who sleep with their brothers and sisters. And, right. you know, it's, it's a weird, you know, world they live in. So it might get accepted. They might accept it. Who knows? But... It could happen. I, I could see it happen. Um, it would be a good way to, you know, bring up the the story about him getting stabbed in the chest. And she'd be like, oh, my goodness, you are that cool. <laughs> you don't have any tattoos, but, oh, your scars, your heart scar. I, You know, the point, I mean, that's an interesting point about them both having known love and expressed regret about it. Um, but I still just think they're too weird about their own stuff. Uh, she has another great uh, point about Euron Greyjoy, uh, the ultimate for any girl who has a thing for bad boys. I know that he's totally awful. <laughs> so she starts this whole thing with a caveat, <laughs> but she digresses. I know that he's totally awful, but he's deliciously hot, awful, and full of swagger. This actor is taking the Euron character and going full tilt with it, and it's so good. 
his little crass one-liners and barbs, riding in on that horse with his prizes like a boss, and into the throne room the same way that Tywin did after Blackwater, and the expressions of utter disbelief from Jamie. It's a shame, really. He's more man than Cersei deserves. Whoa. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Someone, someone likes a sailor boy. <laughs> Holy I mean, moly. you know, I think we've all, I think all of us have, have basically, I mean, everything I've seen has basically said the same thing, you know, it's just the character's great and the actor's killing it, right? I mean, none he's of us got... have said it quite that well, frankly. He's more of a man than Cersei deserves. None of us said it that well. But <laughs> I think we're all kind of on the same page with Euron. No one else comes in with that sleeveless Freddie Mercury shirt. Like, he's like, he, you know, he, he's got, he's definitely got swagger, like she said. You know, uh, yeah. he, he's a fun character, and you know, like he kind of took the place of of the bronze witty lines when bronze not on screen. Yeah, so good call. I I do love that. You know, he and it was great when he just says to Jamie, "No, nah, not nah, later, later." Like when he pisses, when he says that thing about you know if, if she likes it a certain way um, yeah. sexually, and then Jamie like he like looks like he's gonna fight, and and then you're just like, "No, nah, no, nah, cool, later on." Like, he was so cool about it, and uh, that humor is so brawn. So, like, I love that character and that part of it. Um, I don't really, you know, have the the deliciously hot feelings for him, but he's definitely a cool character. Um, <laughs> but I, I, he's still kind of weird, though, you know, like, talking about a hard-on in front of his niece. Like, that's some weird shit. You know, there was a... There was a weird thing that happened in the 90s. What was Brad Pitt's character in Fight Club? Tyler Durden. There you go. There was this weird thing that happened in the 90s where there were all these, like, references to dudes who would say, like, I don't want to sleep with a guy, but if I would, it'd be Tyler Durden. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I just remember thinking that was just so weird. Like, wouldn't you want, like you know, Fabio or somebody who's really good with cocoa butter. Like, I've never done that before. I would like for it to be nice if I was going to have to, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> it just seems kind of crazy. But uh, I think, you know, Cersei's um, probably prepared for more in that way than I am. So I think she's yeah, right. But, I think her analysis is dead on. And I, he just he seems too too smooth to last this whole time, like to get all the way to Cersei, and like maybe she likes this because like she, the way she she took on Jamie, like she came out of a complete like control mode and then jumped all over Jamie, and Jamie ja she Jamie couldn't even get like a feeling out of her up until that point, and yeah. now all of a sudden she's just like, all right, you just stand there and I'm gonna do what I gotta do. Like she didn't even care what like he thought just bang, jumped into it. And I think that this Euron guy, like, could kind of be, like, her match, you know, even though Gina mm -hmm. thinks it's more than Cersei deserves. But, like, that might be her thing. Like, or she just might be playing the shit out of him and he's going to, you know, just die somewhere where she knows it's a trap. But he's doing <laughs> like the right point. thing so far. I like your point, too, about Jamie as the straight man. I'd never really thought about that before. But that's a really good point about him with Braun. And and also now him with Euron, Jamie, a straight man. And I guess he's so good at it, it had never occurred to me. So, well done. It's part of the trick. They're trying to get everybody to like Jamie and keep forgetting that he pushed a little boy out a window. I, I, I keep bringing it up. <laughs> I got to remind everybody. Because everyone's, oh, Jamie's so nice. He didn't stab Euron for saying that. Nah, Jamie pushed a kid out of a window. <laughs> And I appreciate that you haven't forgiven him for it. That's some real Long Island shit. Like, that's like, you know, people got long memories around here. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's move on to Justin. Uh, Justin sent us some feedback. He had all kinds of good points. One thing he said was you guys made a comment that the Archmaester is the maester of maesters. I actually had said that uh, in one of the book reader shows. I called him like the, you know, boss of bosses or something. The Archmaester we've met, or yeah, the Archmaesters we've met, Ebro's Archmaester of Healing is just one of many Archmaesters. There's not one single Maester of Maesters. I don't know if you intended for it to sound that way, but thought I'd remind you just in case you did. I most certainly did. That is exactly how I was thinking of it, was he was the president of the Maesters or whatever, and clearly I so got wait, that wrong. So Archmaester is just like a level. 
Well, like no, a capo. no, there is no boss, right? Archmaster is a level that you can get to, you know, like Life Master if you're a bridge player or, you know, uh, Black Belt or whatever, right? And so, so there's more than one, you know. What floor, what and there is no. <laughs> they got their own special teacher's lounge. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like, how come Sam can't get in there and listen to a meeting? Like, hey, this is the Archmaster's meeting and meeting. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have a single link yet, you know, so I don't think he's, uh, I don't think he's earned his way. That's but... BS, too. He should, he should get, like, a special link, like, at least one to hold in his pocket for what he did for Jorah. <laughs> like, I know he can't wear this, he should get but, a like, special hold it in pass your pocket. In the lunchroom, something. Damn. Uh, Justin has uh, a question also. Do you think Archmaster Marwin the Mage will show up in the show eventually? If I recall correctly, wasn't he headed to meet Daenerys in the books? Um, And as I recall, that is correct. Uh, And, you know, I don't, I don't, I I don't think he's going to show up. But I think that, you know, we may see elements of him in another character. So I don't think it's worth explaining the whole backstory of it. But for people who have read the books, I'll just say I don't think we're going to see Marwin in that whole developed character. But we may see elements of him in some character that's not actually a a maester. Right. I think that, like, I want, you know, the stuff I know about the maesters is a lot from watching history of lore. And, you know, a Mm -hmm. a lot of extra things from that. Um and, you know, obviously book readers know uh, way more and they get way into detail because um, I know I've, I've asked a few questions on a few podcasts that obviously mm-hmm. weren't spoilery. But I agree with you. I don't think we're going to, as far as the show goes, have time to develop any more new characters. And they never really explain the Maesters as well as they should have if they were going to show another different kind of Archmaester with, you know, who's a specialist in right. in certain thing like they're not really conveying that to us on screen um i only know what i know extra because of like i said the the blu-ray history and lore stuff and you know a couple podcast things that you know from book readers have told me but there's definitely way more explanation in the books well the 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 there's not just more explanation of individual maesters but there is the 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 sense of the maesters as a society and like a group of people is much better developed in the books in this than it is in the show. Like in the show, all the maesters that we've seen are kind of the same character. You know what I mean? Most of them are kind of bald. Like, you know, they all have on the same kind of robes and compare that to like, you know, the people that we've seen like of the night's watch, let's say, right. Within the Night's Watch, you know, like, oh, this guy gets along with this guy, but neither of them like this guy. You know about divisions. You know about different personality levels. So when they say, um, you know, a man of the Night's Watch, you can be thinking about Corrin Halfhand, or you can be thinking about John, or you can be thinking about Ollie. You know what I mean? Like, that can mean so many different things, right? And we actually see the division within that community to the point that they actually you know, have a mutiny and kill their, you know, their leader. Right. And we just don't see that with the maesters in the show. Whereas in the book, you have a much better sense of the maesters as individuals, or you have an, a sense of enough of the maesters of in, as individuals that you have a much better sense of the group of maesters. So it would make more sense because this is another thing is that the maesters both in the show, but especially in the book, hate magic. They hate it. They hate it the way Varys hates it. They hate dragons. They hate all that shit. You know, right? That, that's why they can't uh, explain it. You have well, what? What's his name? Uh, in King's Landing, uh, uh, what's the mace's name over there? Uh, the Mage Kyber, Frank and Craig, who's been kicked Kyber, out, right? like that. He right. was kicked out. Like so, right. like you get a, right. little pieces of things that they don't like about that. But like, I'm still pissed off from season one when I still never got any answers. <laughs> Of why Pycel did that whole crazy like body changing thing. Like right. obviously he was tapped into something else, and right. they never elaborated on that. Like maybe they were going to, and they wrote it out. I'm not sure, but they never went back to that, and it pissed me off because I think the Maces are cool. Like learning about you know the links and things like that. They sure. never really delve into that. 
Well, and this is why I don't think Marwin is going to show up to meet Danny is because, you know, the Maesters have kind of all been basically one character with different names. And so to, you know, it, it seems to me hard to figure out how exactly now they introduce, you know, and I mean, shit, man, they can do whatever they want, right? Like these people are good. They can have one two minute scene where somebody's like, this is Marwin the mage, blah, blah, blah. You know, they can do this if they want. But to me, it seems like they haven't developed the maesters as a, a group of people enough to be able to break one off. Um, a show, a show watcher can only see the many faced maester. <laughs> I, I feel. I mean, am I wrong? Like, do you have a sense that like there's some? No, yeah, the Kyber is the only one that's. Kyber really is different. the only one, and right. and uh, uh, the Targaryen up in the the wall. Wow, I'm right. really bugging out. What's but his name? Aegon, uh, but you got Aegon, but you got a lot Aegon. more. You got a lot more of a sense of who he was, you know, and and where did you get that sense of who he was? You got it at when as a part of the development of the Night's Watch, right? So, I mean, you weren't really introduced to him as a maester. You were introduced to him as a brother of the Black, right? You're right, actually, because he really didn't do too many maestery things. And like (laughs) the the ravens, but the maester in in Winterfell took care of of Bran. Like, so you you know you didn't really see that much. You know, there's a couple of consulting things with different ones here and there. But yeah, no, they would that would be a cool uh, the Citadel. That would be like one of the good shows they should make a spinoff and just do the Citadel. That would be great, but they would have to start, you know, defining that group of people as separate individuals because they haven't done it yet <laughs> all right thank you very much for the email justin uh good questions and i appreciate the correction um you know i think i mentioned in the book show in the book podcast like it's hard for me to recall sometimes what i've seen in the show what i read in the books what i saw in the history and lore is what i heard on a podcast what you know what i mean like there's it's all there's so much of it at this point that sometimes it's hard to remember what's what so those corrections are always appreciated. Uh, I I don't know if I want to encourage corrections on the internet, but that one was good. <laughs> All right. Uh, Marie wrote in with some great points, uh, but it was like two weeks ago, and somehow I forgot to read her email in a timely fashion. So now a bunch of her points have been answered uh, by further episodes, and uh, I just wanted to apologize to her and say please send in some more feedback, and I will try to read it on time. My fault. Cindy, an old friend of ours from the Lost Days, uh, sent in, you know, just kind of some general points about the episode. But one thing she said really kind of sent me into a little bit of a tailspin. Uh, She asked if John is the only person alive who's seen both White Walkers and dragons. Yeah, right? Um, Davos. Has Davos seen the White Walkers? Or he's just heard about them? No, he was with Stannis. They never, he never was with John up there, right? Um, he was with Stannis, I, and they never saw him. I'm trying to think. It, it, what about no? Because they, they never came to the wall. Like it was only the oh, what? Uh, well, let's start by saying who has seen dragons then, like Tyrion. Well, it's just Melisandre, Tyrion, Danny, Grey Worm, right? Our Danny like, people, Dario. I mean, we don't we don't know. I mean, Jorah would have would have never been up that far. They don't they don't have so this the only issue over who, there in Bravos and the only whatnot. people who've been above the neck, which are John that have also seen dragons are John and Davos, right? And da- so that's correct. Cindy's correct. John's the only right, dude. I've been thinking about this, <laughs> and I can't. Yeah, I. I don't know why. Like I feel like I'm missing something, but well, there's John and every other person who's ever watched the show. But that's those are the only people. <laughs> okay, so no, yeah, so, that's a good call. Like, yeah, I would, Cindy, I would think that that John's the only person right now, and you know, he's uh. He's got a lot to, to, to explain. Like I, I, he really should be pushing that issue a little bit more. 
Like, oh my God, look at these dragons. These would be great to kill these white walkers. You know, well, what's a white walker? <laughs> Have you guys oh, thought well, of these- that? Yeah, like he he should be like bringing up hard home all the time. Like, hey, you know, Danny, like we're having this nice conversation, but let me tell you exactly what they do, what they are, what I've seen. Like, you know, like it's, you know, it, it they had great conversations and it was awesome and I loved it to death, but like like he really like, you know, should stop brooding around and like really get to the point. I was so happy to to hear Tyrion talk about his brooding this week i really enjoyed that a lot i was i was saying that last week just he's mopey and you know has a look concerned about stuff so of course i particularly enjoyed Tyrion calling him out on that so now back to that that scene and and the whole dragon something like i do you think there's like a spot where like you need to like get in line and be like all right i'm gonna walk out have some thoughts and then i'll talk to him and send Tyrion out in 15 minutes and then they're like, all right, Melisandre, you go out, you have your time, have thoughts, and we'll send Varys to talk to you. Like, there's like a, like a, like it's like a, a ride at Disneyland. They're like, this is the Dragonstone Wall where you can, the Wall of Thought. This it all happened on the same cliff, and I'm like, wait a second, like, you know, like, oh, there's only room for two at a time. Uh, please wait behind the rope. Sorry. <laughs> You don't get to be you, you. You don't get to have inspiring thoughts until that person in front of you is done. <laughs> Would have been great if Varys just pushed her off the side. Like you know what? I don't care if I'm going to die. You're going to die here. Pow! And it was over. <laughs> Would have been fine with me. Uh, while we're talking about Dragonstone, let's move to some Twitter stuff. Uh, Peter the Cave Knight on Twitter um, asked he he said he wonders what the dragons are feeding off of, and asked if the Dothraki army is shrinking. <laughs> <laughs> that was a solid point. Can the dragons like fish, or I don't know. That's a good question. What are they eating? Those rocks look pretty bare. Yeah, like what kind of what kind of fish is coming that close to the surface that's gonna feed a dragon? Like they're not. They're probably you know get a couple little fish here and there, but I can't think they're going under to grab fish. Um, maybe next week yeah. we get a scene where they're scooping dolphins. Maybe they're just maybe. I mean, I don't know. Bolton bodies are like, all right, go over here. Oh, oh too soon. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, they, they definitely need to eat. They're, I mean, they're doing a lot of flying, so that takes energy, you know. And everybody, all right, can we can we talk about it now? How I, I just be hearing it like I'm in all these different forums of Game of Thrones and on Twitter and all everybody talking about uh did you notice how John didn't flinch and he, when he said, I'm not the last Targaryen? I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a Stark and the dragons flew overhead. Like, do you really think that's symbolic? Like, I, I just can't buy it. It's too why? easy. Because, like, like, why would – they're really going to put that in. Like, like John – he says, I'm the last Stark. The dragons fly. Everybody ducks. John doesn't. Like, is it, you don't think it's just, like, just no, happened? John, John ducked. Nobody guy? else did. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. You're right. The yeah. opposite way. You don't think like it was just like, I don't know, it's coincidence. Like everybody's making a big deal out of that scene. I think that that was something that was put in for the casual viewer. But you and I don't know any of those people. And so <laughs> there's been a big deal made out of it in the fan community that you and I are a part of. But I think every now and then, you know, I drink and I know things. Wasn't for us necessarily, right? That was one of those things for the casual viewer. Now, it turns out that they can also put that shit on T-shirts and people who listen to us and us. uh, Donald put a picture of himself in that shirt going to 10 bar on Twitter like a week ago or whatever. You know, we will pay for it, but the line is in there for the casual viewer. So that was how I took it. It is, like, blindingly obvious, but... I don't necessarily think in the most popular show on earth that not everything is, you know, some things are obvious, you know? All right. So that was my take anyway. (laughs) Well, and that's totally fair because you pay attention to all the little nooks and crannies, right? So something like that, you're just like, guys, I'm listening. You didn't have to have the dragon fart in my face. I knew it was here, you know? Where are my dragons? Have you seen my dragons? Where are my dragons? <laughs> also on Twitter, we had John Wambacher, who pointed out that the Hurricane Glenn reference was not lost on him. So that's good. Uh, that's yeah, good. That's, old school, baby. 
that's like uh, that's like a private handshake, right? You know that that hurricane reference. Uh, John Wambacher also uh, pointed out Ariana, Aria, Aria, holy. Arya and Melisandre are supposedly going to meet up again. Given her latest prediction, could that make Arya her undoing? Where, when, and why? Can you picture a scenario in which Arya would kill Melisandre? I, I, I was having a hard time following no, it, but she, I just I don't, kind of... I mean, unless she does something up until, like, to this point, um, like, you know, that Arya finds out about, like, she just, you know, guts John or something weird. Like, I don't see it a reason. Arya's kind of on, like, a, a revenge mission. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I, I can't see that happening. Um, I don't know why they would meet up. Like, what, like, maybe, like, Arya just says this place sucks and she just goes back to hang out with Jagan and they're on the same boat back to, you know, the other side. <laughs> Other than that, well, I don't know why they, why they would see each other. The only thing that that makes sense to me, and and John, you might want to write in an email or something and and uh, fill out this theory a little more. I suspect there's more to it uh, than I was able to get off of Twitter because that's how Twitter well, works. Um, uh, let, let me cut you off real quick. The, mm-hmm. This the way he says it: Arya and Melisandre supposedly meet up. This could have something to do with uh, the uh, trailer. Oh, which I don't know about. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know about it either. So, it, I, we, you know, we're kind of probably just speculating on what could be, and it's probably a reason that it happens. Um, so I'm not sure if if that's even, you know, if that's true. I, I you know, I, I'm not understanding where this is coming from. Um, but yeah. Well, okay. So this is what I've kind of thought of. This is what I've kind of put together about it. Right? Is if she, because there's another uh, tweet. Actually, this week from Taryn the Black, um, who says, you know, I give you Arya's potential face to finally kill Cersei. And he's got a picture of Bernadette, right? And everybody was talking about who's um, one of Cersei's maids, the one who was at the door when Cersei got up in the morning after banging Jamie and was like, yo, you need to change the sheets. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, you get me, right? So she's the one who's there in the door. And, you know, people were talking about how she has her hair cut short like like Cersei's. And, you know, people were pointing out that this particular maid has been present and has actually been bringing Cersei information since season two. She was on screen, I believe, seven times in the whole history of the show. Seven or eight. So, so... You know, this is, Taryn pointed out, a potential way for Arya to kill Cersei because Cersei obviously trusts Bernadette, right? So in, in I'm actually kind of thinking about these two tweets kind of, or these two ideas, theories side by side. John's theory about Arya killing Melisandre and Taryn's theory about Arya killing Bernadette, right? If you kill Bernadette, that gets you around basically just the red keep you know and that gets you that gives you access to cersei but if she all of a sudden is putting on melisandre's face for god's sake i mean she's kind of famous in town right like she should be able like i that's kind of a a a bit of a golden ticket and the only person who really she has to feel threatened by is john and we've seen her just like take the face off after she's got it on. So if John's going to, like, kill Melisandre, but it's really Arya, and she takes the face off, and then she's like, no, look, it's really me. Oh, my. That's Let's a not great, sword fight. That'd be nuts. That'd be insane. But That'd be insane. I, that, wow. That's cool, actually. I mean, I would, like, enjoy to see that, because that'd be chaotic, but I can't see how Arya, like, like there's too much about Melisandre. We know that when she takes right. the necklace off, she's super old. So now Arya... Right kills her grabs her face her face turns to shrivel and she's like what the hell what do i do now (laughs) and you know she doesn't know about the necklace she like throws the body off a cliff the necklace goes she sees it light up like i you know there's too much like that would have to be written there too many Um, variables yeah um too many variables um but yeah it's it's interesting i i do love the bernadette thing i think that um like what's that thing they say like when you want to like make someone i guess not notice you and feel more comfortable you 
mimic all their body language and things like that. Oh. Maybe that's why Bernadette's mimicking her hairstyle. Like she might be like always trying to stay close to her for a reason. And right. you know, we don't know. Like she's I, I, until Axel said on the on the initial reaction who's this character I, I know why i've seen her in something before and i'm like mm-hmm. me too so i look at her imdb up she's in like two things game of thrones and something else and i'm like that's it i'm like why is she familiar and i'm like it's not marina baccarat that he could be confusing her with and i'm like no mm-hmm. and so i i you know i checked it out there's someone broke it down and put every scene she was in on a like a thread and i started looking at it and sure enough she she was like in the background, just either pouring wine or mm-hmm. she she grabbed a dress for uh, uh, Marjorie. Like she did a couple things. Like she was around. Well, she was so, also the one who ran out of the room on the day Sansa got her period and went exactly. and told Cersei, yes. right? Which was the yep. day that she was available to Joff, which was a fucking nightmare for everyone watching. <laughs> so she's got a lot of knowledge so she could be a bird uh or you know for the spider um mm-hmm. th- but yeah there's a there's something interesting that that is going to come out because they wouldn't have went to her that that long in the shot um you know and now she knows this so it's like she's going to be is it going to be that like everyone knows or like cersei's comfortable with her knowing mm-hmm. you know she, she's mm-hmm. might not be a blabber mouth because Jamie was like, "Oh no! Like, let me let me duck out the, you know, hide behind the curtain and right. pull out a window because I killed Bran and pushed him out a window." <laughs> um, that's besides the point. But yeah, um, it's you know, Terrence definitely Terrence. I'm t- sorry, Terrence the Black definitely brought up a a good point here. Well, and, and then, okay, so go ahead. go ahead. No, then with the the short hair, is another easy way to like slip into the into the face. Like you know, she doesn't need to right. get a, a big wig. <laughs> there you go <laughs> easier to just uh skin that head all right podcast winterfell has done two uh we did a couple of twitter polls this week one of them today actually um a quick one it's actually still going but at the time that we got started there were 95 votes okay here we go are you going to seek out and watch the leaked episode so between the two of us it was 100 percent no uh, mm-hmm. The 95 votes that were up when we started this thing were 88%. What do you think our fan community is voting, Tim? 88%. This, overwhelming, dude. Yeah, they're definitely not watching. They're not watching it. No way. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 12, 88% no, 12% yes. So I think uh, that's – they would call that if it were an election, right? The national news would call that one. Uh, the well, second, I mean, it would depend how the if the electoral college was going to watch the leaked episode or not. <laughs> I guess that's true. That changed if they watch it, we might as well all watch it, right? Uh, the second poll: When all is said and done, what will be more? Which will be the more iconic line delivered to Jon Snow? You know nothing, or better get to work. I mean, you know nothing is like the classic dude. That's the traditional. That's the fifty-seven Chevy of this show, right? But you better get to work is – that's the new shit, right? What do you think? I'm saying we might see like like one of those Grey Worm Masande scenes or like John Ygritte scenes and Danny's like, better get to work. And like, <laughs> like, yeah, like, you know, snapping a finger, you know, and then and – then, That would make it iconic, right? And then she's like – she's like looks at him and then she's like, you know nothing. And then, <laughs> then I was like, cut, cut to credits. That would be perfect. <laughs> but uh yeah like i don't you know i love you know nothing is just that that's like t-shirt material you know that's like the you know drinking no things like you know better right, get to work right. it's cool but there's not enough time for that to keep getting said unless See, like she gets real annoying like you're and just keep saying it better get to work if, better get to work she sees john every scene said, better get to work if danny said you know nothing john snow he would start crying right there he wouldn't be able if they even if they were in the middle of the deed he would. He wouldn't be able to handle that. That's that's probably what Bran's gonna say to him, and he's just gonna lose his shit and he oh, walk away like sounds it. Yeah. He's like, you know nothing. And he's like, oh, damn it, I'm gonna go walk away like Sansa. Yeah, I'm gonna Tim leave you standing Hines. by a tree. No one can carry you. I'm gonna leave you crawling. 
oh my god we were talking about that on the on the deep dive about you know what he had said to Sansa and my whole point you know I had said basically if one of my siblings showed up like I'm the three-eyed raven and I know everything I would think they were a total fucking lunatic right so I felt like what he said to her wasn't like to hurt her her or wasn't because he was disconnected it's because he was going to something that she wouldn't be able to question like how would you know that you know what I mean like it's really it's yeah. making his point right away and I was trying to figure out what story he was going to tell Jon Snow but he doesn't have to tell a goddamn story he just says you know nothing oh my god Tim Hines god you're good yes I am I just pulled that out of my bunghole but I don't think that's what's even going to happen with Jon Snow I think that and you know everybody's like oh yeah he's going to tell Jon about his lineage and I, I kind of feel this guy that, just dropped a bomb on me and was like, "Oh yeah, that's cool," but then anyone's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, but my thing with Bran, like Bran, I feel like Bran's getting needs to find John because John's the the warrior that needs to lead the team to fight the Whites and the Walkers and the Night's King, and that that's bigger than his lineage. His lineage really doesn't mean anything. Like, you know, what would it do other than possibly give Danny an heir without having a kid? Because it's her nephew, so like it wouldn't be like a com- competition for the throne, um, and right. he would lose like half of his, almost all of his like Stark people. They'd be like, "Oh my God, he's Targaryen, and he's a Snow, he's not really a Stark." Like, so it would serve no purpose for for like Bran to just reveal that to John. See, this like, is it weird. Be- Everybody keeps saying he's not really a Stark, but he's Lyanna's kid as much as Rhaegar's. How is he not right. a Stark? But he's still considered a bastard snow. Like, he is, no, he's definitely half Stark. I absolutely, you know, it, that's in him. But no, you're not the only person. I've heard a, a number of people say that this week. It's I, it's it's overlooked because I guess the male portion, he, you know, because he, he, you know, I would think that I don't know how the you know we we've always discussed. There's real no definition of how the lineage thing works. It's just kind of like who grasps for the power, but there sort of is, and it doesn't, you know, like. Obviously, Sansa kind of brought it up. Rand's the next male heir, and he still would be because John's only half. So John's half mm-hmm. and half of both. So like that doesn't make him the ultimate, or it could make him mm-hmm. the ultimate. So like, but depending how the people look at it, it's all dependent on how the people are gonna you know roll with. And I think they're gonna roll with whoever's got the might. And I I don't see what John knowing that would change his might. Like it's not like, mm-hmm. oh now I know I'm a Targaryen. And that's it. Like, it doesn't mean that he can walk into fire like Danny. Like, that doesn't change anything. So Bran's going to have more – like, he wants to see John because he knows the matter at hand. Like, we need to get cranking on getting mm-hmm. defenses up or, like, telling John, like, I messed up. I came through the wall and now the spells are broken or the – you know, they messed up on the on the map scene and they made it look like there's a big giant sheet of ice they could walk through around the wall. Like, <laughs> right. you know, so he's going to tell him something more relevant than his lineage. And I, I just to me, I feel that's lost on what he has to tell John. Now, I think he might tell Sansa and then Sansa will team up with, with uh, Littlefinger and try to just claim the north. And I could see that happening because of the way she's, right. clean, you know, getting into this leadership role and things like that. And I, I you know, I kind of feel like maybe John will never make it back. Um, but that's like, you know, crackpot theory. But, did, you know, it just there's more to the brand thing. Like brand is brand is in his zone. I don't think he's as, as traumatized as he's much in his zone and just like calm about it. Like he's mm-hmm. not freaking out, you know, like he he's not PTSD. Um, you know, Sansa was, I could see that, but, you know, I think, you know, the knowledge for, uh, you know, I, I would be more curious to know what, what happened to Bran than worry about, you know, oh, my little feelings. Oh, all <laughs> right. Right. You know, I'm a, I'm a cold hearted guy, but <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the world needs some of those, man. The world needs some of those, right? At least a few. Yeah. That's it. We got to keep the. The uh, people in check. <laughs> Somebody's got to be able to go outside in the morning and face the White Walkers. All right. Uh, that is it for Twitter and email and all that kind of stuff. We had some actually very interesting. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh <clears throat> 
I'm going to edit that part out. All right. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Are you ready to wrap it up? Yes. Okay. <coughs> All right, here we go. Sorry about that. All right, that is a lot of good stuff, DJ Tim Hines. Uh, I think that's everything for the email and Twitter. Um, we actually really had some interesting comments on email, or on uh, Facebook, I mean, this week. But they were uh, mostly about the April Rain interview. Uh, if you missed it this week, we did an interview with April Rain, who is the founder of the No Confederate hashtag, uh, talking about the founder of Game of Thrones, talking about their new show, Confederate. Uh, she's also the founder of the Oscar So White hashtag. And she was, you know, we did, uh, we had a great conversation this week about why she's talking, you know, she's asking for HBO to not go forward with Confederate and why they are talking about it now. Um, she covered a lot of, you know, people's kind of basic complaints about, you know, let's just, like, let them get it out and let's see what they have to say and all that kind of stuff. Um, which, you know, I mean, if you're a fan of Game of Thrones, it's natural to, they're expecting us all, right, to like and follow these guys and watch whatever their next show is. You know, that's how it works, right? And you want to like their next show because we all like this show so much. So she talks. She talked about, you know, a lot of that stuff, all kinds of different things, and, and it was a good interview. Uh, I enjoyed it. I'm under the impression you enjoyed it as well, DJ. I did. Uh, it was actually a brilliant interview. It was a, a you did a really excellent job, just you know, posing your views and your questions, and and just looping it, you know, keeping it in the vein of the show and how it relates to shows we're going to watch and podcast about and be interested in. And we sometimes shouldn't follow our favorite showmakers just because they make the next project because it it might not be something that they should make and sometimes it's right to to follow what's right instead of what's cool and you know the whole angle that she brought was was super interesting um and it was it was great to hear just you know different even what she said about game of thrones and the things she knows and how her husband watches it just it was very cool to hear someone's point of view who's not really into the show but knows about television and how media works and how the world works especially from her angle and uh you know it, if we don't talk about things and get conversation started and hashtag started and having people say what's that hashtag and opening up a dialogue then you know what's the point of living we gotta you know really learn how to talk about things and discuss society because if we just let society roll on us and just keep doing their own thing without being involved and letting people know how we feel, then we're going to get what they want instead of the content and the stuff that we want. Um, yeah. I mean, so, the only way, the only way out is through as far as these kind of like big picture issues, you know, we don't go around, you don't, you don't get around it, right? Because every time you think you're getting around it, you're not really getting around it. It's following you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the only way out is through, and that means talking about it. To me, it's important to be respectful. Um, and I don't really think, you know, we get anywhere without being respectful uh, of each other. And that includes listening to things that we don't agree with. Um, you know, and also I think that it's important, you know, she's really known for Twitter uh, activism particularly. And there's a lot of people that scoff at that. Um, but... I think that, you know, if you look into it a little more, there's nobody who is an activist on Twitter where that's the only platform where their thoughts are available, you know. And it's when you find somebody uh, who's saying a lot of things on Twitter and trying to kind of, you know, make a, a point on Twitter and they have longer format things. I personally have found it very valuable to go and find the article they wrote, you know, or some interview they did or something like that, where I can take in, where I can get into their views in more than 140 characters. Um, you know, and, not, and she's certainly someone who's 
prepared to go longer. Not to be confused with uh, the commander in chief who just tweets and doesn't <laughs> give us any more information past that. <laughs> no, but she 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 really does have a lot to say, uh, and it, it it is great to have different you know views, and you know people should be listening to what others have to say in you know other facets of life that they're not involved in because they might enjoy something or they might want to contribute to something they think is wrong, something unjust. So there's well, a lot we're to be doing. We're going to be doing some more interviews um, this, this year. And, you know, they're not all going to be political or about like larger scale cultural issues like that. Some of the other ones we have lined up are going to be like that, but that stuff's going to be clearly labeled, you know, and if you don't want to listen to it, that's fine. I, it's not, doesn't hurt my feelings. <laughs> you know, it's okay. Right. And that stuff is not really very much going to bleed over into, you know, the initial reaction and the, you know what I mean? The, because that's not what those shows have ever been about. You know, so we'll talk a little bit about the feedback, you know, to some of those things now that we've gotten to the end of the feedback episode. Right. But we're not going to stop and talk about, you know, the gender implications of who the dragons are eating. You know, the dragons are just eating people and we're happy to see it. Right. So um, so we had some really some really great feedback uh, on Facebook around the April rain interview. Um, I'm going to not read that out here just because it's, you know, it's sensitive issues. And, and so it's not really the kind of thing that I want to like chop down and, and you and I just sit and like kind of cut up between ourselves. Uh, it's really worth kind of going and looking at it uh, on the podcast Winterfell page on Facebook. So that was a way for me to get out of reading things, be sensitive to other people's feelings and life experiences, and also a way to have you go look at our Facebook page. You see that, Tim Hines? You see that? I did that all at once. That's, That's what crazy. doing three podcasts a week will do for you. This guy's a pro, folks. Media <laughs> pro. Uh, all right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up. Uh, let's. You got anything else? Am I leaving anything out? What do you want to talk about? Do you grow beautiful peonias? I I don't, but they're actually peonies. Um, oh, you know, you, you said it wrong. I know about this. Shit? Yeah, I, I didn't want to correct you. Like when I heard it on the pod the other day, but like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, maybe there's a peona, but I, I think that's like a street in like Southampton. I don't know, but it's peonies. I mean, maybe like that's, I'm saying it like New York way. Maybe there's like Kansas way. That yeah, I think talk. you're right because I'm just guessing. But they are a beautiful flower. I actually do have uh, some growing in the front of my yard. Uh, you see? You yeah. see? Look at that. It all comes That's right. around. Uh, let's thank all of our patrons, starting with our newest ones, Samantha Maxwell, Peter, and Derek, as well as our uh, OG patrons, Gina, Kellum, Tariq, Joe, Matt, Susan, Amber, John, and Ben. Thank you so much for supporting uh, our efforts. It's always very much appreciated. And uh, they get our podcasts earlier, you know, sometimes a couple days, sometimes a couple hours. But the podcasts are always going up on the patron feed first. Some of the podcasts go up on the patron feed only. The ones that are on the patron feed only are up there. You don't have to be a patron to listen to. Uh, it's just a ploy to get you to go and look at our page. So, you know, you listen to Axel and the various people throughout the week kind of tell you where stuff's going to be found. So subscribe, say nice things about us on your favorite podcast listening machine and, you know, tell all your friends and family, but mostly tune in every week because we're talking about the episode like right after it happens, baby podcast winter fell. Is that it? Do we got anything else? I got to plug my show fan call oh. show Monday night. Oh, that's right. We do it on talk show. Uh, you don't have to be a talk show member. If you guys haven't checked out the Twitter, you know, the link is on there every Monday night right before the show at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, it, you know, if you call in, it's uh, the, tw the talk show number. You could just and, and hit 144542 uh, and then press 1, you're in. Or you could just follow in the chat. It's a lot of fun. We, got a, we had a tremendous amount of people this week. Well, I mean, tremendous is... For for my standards, because the first week we had three, so you know it was like triple that, uh, and it was really good content. We have a lot of smart fans, and I feel that they just ran with it. So I want you guys who are listening to this to get in on it too, because 
it's just a lot of fun hearing everybody's thoughts. Um, that's it. I'm plugging my show, plugging our show, podcast Winterfell, formerly the Small Council, the Voltron of podcasts. We're uh, <laughs> we're doing it big. We got lots of stuff down the pipe. Mike's snagging some fantastic interviews. Uh, you know, we're uh, going to try to do a couple other different things. And, and it's fun being creative and fun getting your ideas. If you guys got ideas too, send them in. And, you know, uh, Valar More Podcasts. Valar More Axel. Podcasts. Yeah, Axel, tell everybody all the other rest of the stuff. Thank you for listening to Podcast Winterfell. You can find the podcast at dvrpodcast.com can support us on patreon at patreon.com backslash dvr you can email the podcast podcastwinterfell at gmail.com and you can follow us on twitter at winterfell pod and on facebook podcast winterfell <laughs>